Yeah, the Great Depression is in some sense still the kind of dark day of financial crash, kind of the, the or crash, the or crisis of, of modern economic history in which um, a stock market crash comes entwined with a broader economic crash, comes entwined with a kind of failure of monetary policy and leads famously to, you know, record unemployment um, in the US and then very quickly also in Europe, in England, Germany, it pushes people people and and countries um, into precarious situations and forces um, you know the discipline that would become economics into its existence if you so want that's the kind of kind of poor problem that economics and macroeconomics in particular will kind of rise to grapple with um, so it's a it's a political and economic catastrophe on every front of capitalism I mean when Keynes uh, visits the US in the early 30s um, He's on a big speaking tour to New York and Chicago. He kind of usually opens his his lectures, his speeches, by saying, "I've been told in Moscow, the talk is um, this is the these are the final days of capitalism. You know, the the Great Depression proves that this system doesn't work." And I think that gives you a, a sense of just how deep and far ranging the crisis was. It wasn't just a kind of slump. It wasn't just a recession. Um, it wasn't just about unemployment, um, but it was a, a crisis of an entire societal, economic and political system um, that, that ripples through you know, the, the global capitalist world. Let's talk about the history of economics as a social science for a second, because this is particularly fascinating. Because to people today, they might think that it that goes back at least 400, 500 years, but it's really an artifact, at least in its modern, like you said, macro form of the 1930s. So where does the discipline come from? I mean, I... I, I, we could even start in the 19th century when there was no clear distinction between economics and sociology. Um, and have you ever read, I think it's Wolf Lepidis's book about how economics mm -hmm. emerges from literature, I think, is the mm -hmm. claim, or he's talking about how the, I, I haven't read it in a while, but they talk about the, the sort of maelstrom of social science. So how does economics as a discipline develop? Because it looks very differently uh, earlier in history than it does today. Yeah, I think you can broadly distinguish between what happens in England and what happens on the continent, or at least in, in Germany. Uh, and the US is kind of ambiguously suspended between the two. What you, what you witness happening in England is the transformation of what used to be called political economy, right? So that's the, the field that, you know, was shaped uh, by Adam Smith and then produced seminal works like John Stuart Mill's Principles of Political Economy. So a kind of high Victorian science of public administration and the natural laws of political economy tied to, you know, some pretty strong moral claims concerning utility, utilitarianism, and so on. That gets transformed into a quote-unquote science in the closing decades of the 19th century through what's usually called the marginal revolution and through, you know, what economists like to portray as a kind of epistemic humility. You know, if you withdraw from making strong claims of moral philosophy and instead you focus on decision-making at the margin, kind of choice under scarcity. Now, obviously, you know, we, we now um, are aware that the moral assumptions don't quite go out of the window. You know, you still have to make a lot of assumptions in order to allow yourself to make these kind of claims. 
But I think that's the that's one tenor that you've achieved a new scientific standing because you're no longer participating in moral philosophy, but you are using the the. Uh, you know, techniques of mathematics. Uh, many of these people are engineers originally. They have a background in mathematics that you can now apply to a different kind of, um, you know, modeling of decision making. And that that emerges and as a as a as a formal discipline in the early 20th century. Interestingly, when Keynes shows up to university, it doesn't yet quite exist. Um, by the time he's teaching. Um, it begins to emerge. And so that those are exactly the, the decades around World War One that you see the formation of the discipline. Um, in Germany, you have a more historically steeped approach to this. Um, the historical school, that's this, you know, in some way the, the discipline that produced Max Weber. It looks from our eyes more like a kind of institutional history or sociology. Um, but but it's tied to this conception we spoke about this last time um, of Volkswirtschaft, of a kind of national economy, of how to administer, almost in a cameralist sense, how to administer the realm uh, economically, and that actually persists into the 20th century. Um, and there are you know, intense debates, methodological debates about what is the future of economics, how does it relate to other kinds of sciences, and so on. Um, in the U.S., you have a large influence of this German more historical school, actually. So if you look at um, the kind of key centers in the early 20th century, places like Columbia, for example, or Johns Hopkins, um, you know, many of the people would have received their PhDs precisely at German universities, and they're teaching a kind of economic that's much more institutional, much more concerned with the social question, rather than simply... You know,